Hello, everybody. This is Jack with You Don't Know Jack's Music. And again, I'm here with a new uh, person I want to interview. And I'm on a new system that I'm finding people that I don't get to normally find. So a lot of times I interview bands and things from Oklahoma and Texas and Virginia and different places I've lived and I've met. And uh, so this time now I'm kind of branching out and I found a really awesome guy named Stephen Morgan. Did I say it right, Stephen? He's got the perfect, perfect. Okay, so Steve, <laughs> Stephen Morgan is from the UK and now living in the Netherlands. And a great thing about Stephen that I found was, first of all, I found that he did music. So we'll talk a little bit about his band here in a minute that he played with. And then, uh, but Stephen's like improv and does comedy and has comedy shows and uh, does stand-up uh, stand comedy. And so Stephen, tell me a little bit more about what you do kind of on that. There's so much going yeah. on, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I I mean I do all sorts of different comedy stuff. Um, I have since like 2015 uh, when I started in Australia when I was living there for a few years, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I took up stand up and improv comedy. But uh, yeah, music has always been like a real love of mine throughout the whole sort of thing. I've played in various bands, written for different magazines uh, and things like that, uh, and just generally nerd out on different kinds of music. But uh, nowadays, I'm kind of, I'm performing with a group called Easy Last in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, we put on sh weekly shows and run courses, workshops, things like that. Okay. Um, and also doing other performances in the Netherlands and sometimes in other places too. Uh, depends on what's coming up, but uh, not so much in the last couple of years because uh, there's been this strange thing going on that's uh, made that not much has happened at all. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, now that, things that, are getting back to normal. <clears throat> that cold thing that's kept everybody in, in their houses yeah i heard about so, that <laughs> so that so, so that actually lets you probably kind of branch out and do some different things you've never done right the, all the COVID well, yeah stuff. yeah like at the beginning it was uh it was like a refreshing like opportunity to just look into the things which were like always never had time for you know it was like oh yeah look i know all this this editing stuff that i needed to do and all of this uh other things which were just like administrative things not things you get excited about but at the same time when they add up there's a voice in the back of your head that says oh, you're not doing this you need to get this done right. and um yeah eventually i kind of uh, got bored of that you know like i think everyone else the the novelty wore off and suddenly it was like hey this is uh this is this is what it'll be like when i'm retired okay it's good to know it's good to know exactly. <laughs> this is the life so when you so when, so when you get real bored and you're making videos and you're trying to be artistic and is that is that how you come out with pooping in the bathroom is that what is that what it's called pooping <laughs> yeah, with the door open pooping with the door open yeah well yeah uh, that's kind of that's sometimes you just have those moments right where just like an idea comes to you and like yeah i was just making some short little sketches and basically funny. playing around with a drum machine that i'd recently gotten and i was kind of like oh look at all these beats i can get and i just thought like uh oh, just started doing you know you like you've got you got a new instrument for the first time you're playing around with it and you just start like doing stupid shit and you're just mm -hmm. kind of like you know what you could actually just make that into a short sketch that would be fine <laughs> just that, do it that was hilarious so that's the thing i saw <laughs> so in my description below and i'm also you know not only in podcasts but i also convert this over to my youtube which is gentle peeps creative studios and uh, that's why i run all my programs through and um, i'll put some links to the to, to uh, your to steven's uh youtube where you can see that that video and nice. lots and lots more you have like you have like a, you have about 3,000 followers almost on there. So 
you got it. Yeah, I did have one video which went particularly viral last year, and uh, then everything kind of exploded a bit. And, which which yeah. one? Which one went viral? Let me see if I watched it. Um, Do you remember? It was a very British thing, actually. There was this um, parish council meeting. Yes. Just like, yeah. Uh, so I. So did you crank call them? No, it, it was just. <laughs> It was basically like one of those really boring like uh, meetings that the local um, municipality has, and you know, only people who have got nothing better to do turn up, and they're having like a lot of these really small petty arguments, and they've all yes. got these like beefs going on for like so long. But you add that sort of pettiness to, um, you know, a lot of old people handling Zoom and like technology for the first time because now they have to do it online. Yes. And it was just like this perfect storm of like all of the like worst side of local politics combined with the fact that, uh, yeah, that no one could really make sense of anything that was going on. And so I saw this video and I kind of, um, yeah, friends shared it with me, but it was like an hour and uh, uh, 20 minutes long. And yeah. so I was like, well, no one's going to watch that. So I edited it down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then a short little while after that, it was like New York Times with, uh, you know, um, The Guardian, the BBC. Yeah. I was getting all these messages like saying, where the hell did he find this video? And I'm like, well, I just, whoa, no, <laughs> you know, they're like, are you part of the council? What is going on? And it's really weird because the people who are in that video now in the UK, like uh -huh. one of them in particular, has become like this low-key celebrity, you know, is on like quiz shows and like all sorts of things like this. And That's I'm just hilarious. Like, this is so weird, so unexpected, you know, so 2022. It's, 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 it's the weirdest things come out of the weirdest areas and yeah so that was that's actually funny because people were like trying to watch it was like is it serious i didn't know if you were cutting in there like trying to be like funny and then you did it you did do uh i guess a video on a prank call kind of thing so do you remember that oh uh, i mean i'm not uh, i'm i kind of oh, i gotta, exactly I gotta pull one. it i gotta pull it up let's see it was it was pretty funny uh so yeah the, <laughs> it was a fake fake telephone interview oh yeah okay yeah right that was yeah man that's so long that's ago so, that's so long true. ago that was that was like 2006 so, or something yeah but so like, like yeah that was that was when you get really bored in the job and you're you're responsible for some of the uh, recruitment process and then you kind of just like realize like how rubbish and like repetitive it is when you're in a company and you're doing this and you're basically judging people on really small little things so i just decided to have some fun and kind of submit a fake uh, resume to yes. apply for a job and then recorded the uh, the telephone interview that followed with um possibly the least appropriate candidate for <laughs> any job that ever existed and uh <laughs> that was and it got yeah it was a fun video but it was a uh, very niche i think <laughs> that was fun because i think you know people like especially that love comedy i think comedians are geniuses because you'll have to come up with different things like that and then like you do you not only do the comedy but you do improvs so that means that you have to come up with something like right off the right off the tip of your head so that's that's genius for sure and then uh, uh -huh. i love i love when you say rubbish what what, what does rubbish mean again like garbage like garbage that's like terrible that's rubbish yeah yeah it's like it's yeah awful that's it that's it i like all the all the cool different sayings you hear from different countries it's always <laughs> it's always fantastic like we talked about pre-show we talked about i was like did they say that's grand or uh, you know and i said and my wife and i went to ireland that's where we heard that and i thought maybe they used it in other places too 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's a very Irish phrase, that one. You know, that one, yeah, that you one hear is. that one a lot when you're in Ireland. <laughs> so, so coming from the UK, going to Netherlands, I'm sure it's a whole different world. I know I watched one that you talked about. There's a lot of Dutch-speaking people in Netherlands. Yeah, yeah it's, it's strange. That's where they all are. Uh, yeah, the first language here is Dutch. I mean, the Netherlands. Oh. So, but, but I think that um, if you're talking about countries and the languages they speak, you know, more people are fluent in English in the Netherlands as a second language right. than I think uh, any other country in the world. It's very much um, everyone speaks it to a certain extent. I mean, if you go to the more remote areas, maybe they won't speak it very well at all, okay. but it is taught, you know, heavily in schools. And uh, yeah, so it, when you get to like Amsterdam or some of the bigger cities, it very much is like, you can have like a very, you, you wouldn't even know the person you're speaking to is speaking a second language. It's just okay. completely fluent, basically. So are we talking Dutch, like German Dutch, like Guten Tag, Guten Morgen, or are we? No, or so Dutch different? is its own language. It's, okay. um, I mean, it's, it's like English, German, and Dutch all have like origins in Germanic languages. Okay. So there's a lot of, so Dutch is actually, I would like a, it's good when you point out German because it's kind of halfway between English English and German. So you that's get what I kind of heard. Of... I kind of heard like a Germanish kind of sound when yeah. you were, when you were talking about that you you had a stud. You were going to learn it. You were going to become fluent. Right, and, right. And you yeah. said you like your word. I learned five words. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's yeah. It's it is hard to. Learn. I mean, like you know, especially when you're like an adult trying to learn a, learn a second yeah. language. It's hard enough learning a language anyway. And I always feel a little bit kind of you know, inferior when I'm surrounded by, especially like Swiss people who are speaking like five languages so well. Oh, and as wow. British, and I think, I think you get it, you know, in parts of the US as well, where it's like, you know, yeah. it's like English is like, it's all I know. I know maybe a little bit of uh, French or Spanish or something, but that's, right. that's it. It's like, and you know, whenever, when everyone else is just so fluent in English and you're just kind of like, well, I mean, that's good for me, but right. it also makes me think like, yeah, it's not so great though for, them who right. are always there's always right. a self-consciousness i think you know because people yeah. are always a little bit like oh I, I hate speaking with a native speaker because you know you use like all these idioms and metaphors and phrases which they just don't like like you said yourself like when you said uh, that i said rubbish and right. you know it's like it's like that but like again and again yeah Cause it's the same thing. So I know like when we went to, we stopped at the, in Eng we stopped in London and went over to Ireland and just, even though it's English, everybody speaks English. There's so many different dialects from different yeah. types of areas and then their English and then their, their word phrases that they use or, you know, different things. And it's, it's the same, it's the same as in Texas. There's a whole line of, you know, stuff that we say in Texas that people from other places would be like, what in the world are they saying? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. and Sometimes my Texas accent and, and words come out more. Um, my, my wife cracks up sometimes because some of the things I say are very, very old school Texas, you know, phrases. So, oh, yeah? And well, so, I so, you got any examples? So, oh, yeah. So we, we're saying, um, are, you going, are you heading to the store? And say, I'm fixing to. Yep, I'm fixing to. Ah, okay. Fixing to. Fixing to head over there, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. and then, you say, then you say, hey, you want to go with us? Yeah, you want to? You don't do, yeah. You don't do. You don't do. You don't do. You don't do. Yeah, and then there's there's like yeah. just hundreds of them. I, mean, I don't even know it's half time I say yeah. them. Uh, right. Let's say we got the sort of three legged cat and ass kicking contest. You know, so 
you know, there's all kinds of, (laughs) you never heard that one before finer than a frog's hair. But fire than a frog's hair. Yeah. She is finer than a frog's hair. Uh, No, I hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Wild. This is exactly what I mean. Like, you know, this is now it's suddenly English feels like a second language to me. Yeah. So, so (laughs) I went to the Netherlands and I was like, and they said, Hey, you want to go over there? And I said, I'm about about to, I'm about to fix them to go over there. And they'd be like, yeah, fixing to go. What are you fixing? (laughs) What are you, what, are you, what are you about to make? So yeah, it's, it's, it. so it's, it's, so you've, I'm sure you being common, you've heard Jeff Foxworthy, right? The comedian. Oh yeah, yeah. From, from years yeah. ago. So you know, of course, he's got the real southern accent and and talks about all the redneck phrases and and if you know you're a redneck, if you do this and that, and and it's sad when you look at some of the stuff. And go, yeah, that's that was how I grew up. I, I remember stuff like <laughs> just like that. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, you get a lot of that. There's quite a few different uh, British comedians who do that sort of playing into the things which you you don't remember that you remember, but as soon as someone says it, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. So there's there was several of them on I think on YouTube and TikTok. They were English people, and they were comparing English word their English UK type of sayings to to American sayings. They're like, yeah. Do you say like crisp? Like you want some crisp? Well, of course we don't. Right. We don't say crisp here. We say you want some French fries yeah. or chips, and uh, yeah. And so when you chips, learn- chips is a funny one though, because like I find that more and more. I mean, I know that like yeah, in British English, crisps is chips is it would be in American English, but more right. and more there's like, it's it's blurring like because of, like a lot of Americanisms are becoming more and more common. Are in- they? like say the uk so for example like you'll go to the supermarket or something and a lot of brands of chips you know in american mm-hmm. english will have chips on there okay. and you know like and because it's one of those ones which i think that you know pretty much everyone knows that well as far as in, in the uk at least that there is this kind of chips and crisps thing going on but at the same time because of the fact that we still call you know uh, french fries uh, chips then it's kind of like it's getting to the point where it's like someone says like oh do you want some chips it's kind of like well which ones do you mean now yeah you mean <laughs> like french fries or specific yeah. or potato yeah. chips yeah my, my, Come on. my wife loves fish and chips so she's always getting that uh, yeah we go to a lot of irish pubs and uh, in america and uh, that's one of our, our yeah. favorite favorite things and and, uh, I mean, it's just like just so much fried stuff. I mean, what can go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Who who doesn't love fried food? So it's pretty exactly. fantastic. So we just moved to Virginia. So we're we're learning a whole new area, and yeah. and again, same kind of dialects are a little different, and uh, accents yeah. are a little different. But then again, we just when we travel, we love to like to hear that, and so we 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 love the you know England and 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 I and I like I love Australian accents and definitely Irish accents. But in the Netherlands, yeah. they're such a where you're at. There's such a mixture, right? So you're having a lot of different ones uh, coming at you. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Although one thing I do find kind of strange moving to a new part of the world as well. Well, I mean, not so new for me anymore. But there is still some moments. So one of the things that uh, I remember happening uh, here uh, around accents is that um, basically there was like a, a bunch of guys in their old. Uh, some Dutch, some Belgian, and basically there's like a part of the conversation where one of them just started um, speaking Dutch, and like you could tell he was saying something funny because I was I didn't know enough Dutch to quite follow, right. but it wasn't that funny. But everyone else was like cracking up so hard, apart from the like one or two Belgian guys, yeah. and I'm like, 
okay, what is happening here? Because what he's saying is clearly not that funny. And the Belgian guys are like not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then basically what I found out is that what he is like a Dutch guy doing a Belgian accent. You oh. Know? And so to, to the British guy here, I'm kind of like, kind of sounds the same. I'm sorry. It just, you know, to me, it's all Dutch-ish. Right. It's all, but to them, they were just like, oh, this, it's just that thing, right? It's just to them, it was just hearing the different ways you pronounce like a particular letter, a particular part of the word right. and things like that. So yeah, it, it's a funny how you just, it's universal. Yeah. that sort of uh humor so how how is the stand-up there are you still doing that right now are you still doing stand-up yeah, some, yeah. In, in the comedy shows there in, in the netherlands yeah it's i mean it's it's good it's a it's a healthy community and like even in the four years or so i've been here in the netherlands it's uh it's grown massively or at least the english-speaking part of it okay. has which uh you know i'm most familiar with right. there's like even i mean i've recently moved to uh, utrecht which is in the center of the netherlands and uh yeah actually towards the tail end of the pandemic they opened a new comedy club here and i was like damn that's uh that's that's a uh, that's bold you so know? what so what is the name of that town again you live in uh, Utrecht. Utrecht. It's U T E. No, U T R E C H T. Utrecht. Like, uh, yeah, with the T on the end. Utrecht. Utrecht. <laughs> I get it. Oh yeah. my God! I would like to be able to tell people, "Here's where I live." I would like read it right here. <laughs> yes, yeah, just like just reading. No, honestly, there are some places in this country. I just genuinely, for the first while, I was like. I've got no chance of, I just, yeah, like yeah, you that, said, just like, please, just these letters, I'm pretty sure it's a word. Yeah, you had that one in your stand-up comedy that you talked about, it was like a long, like, you were there, I guess that's where you were doing the improv at, and it was like, oh, uh, yeah, super long name. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you had to like practice that like 30 times before you go out there. <laughs> you do, it does take, actually, this is a funny story around one of the uh, particular places on the west coast so the the most famous beach in the netherlands and you know that's kind of like it's not saying much it's there's not great beaches here uh-huh. but it's this place called uh exactly <laughs> i i it's very it's and it's known for being the hardest place to pronounce for non-dutch people okay. and the funny thing about it is that this is a genuine fact that uh during the second world war what a lot of dutch soldiers did if they saw someone they didn't know they would say like you know um what's what's the name of the seaside resort in the netherlands and if the guy says uh Scheveningen, mm-hmm. they know it's a german because he's now pronounced it the german way and then they shot the guy is the, oh wow is the story yeah it's just like crazy to think that the, you know that this was the test is whether you can pronounce that place oh, very, <laughs> very interesting so all right let me get back into the music now that was that was fun <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was looking and I was listening to some of the neon high wires. So was that an old right, band, right. like 2008 to 2016 that you were That's in? It. Yeah, I, yeah. So how 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 did that go? Is that was that more for English people in England type of band or? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I find. I mean, I think that much like with the U.S. You know, like English music, you kind of it's by default just by the fact that you're either from the USA from uh, from the UK it immediately makes the music you make just more international, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people worldwide, uh, well, a lot of famous artists worldwide are American, British. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are famous artists from all over. But I think yeah. that in a lot of other countries, there is more of an obstacle, you know, like the music industries are really 
set to pick up like say smaller acts in like the uk the us and australia to an extent but they do have their own sort of thing going on yeah. obviously there's yeah there's exceptions but um yeah we were just i mean we were just making electronic music at a time when um electronic music was just something that we were all getting into there's like three of us and we were all from like quite like rock backgrounds right. a little bit of post-rock a little bit heavier stuff and then we sort of started to discover like synthesizers drum machines and things like that and it just kind of prompted this project because we just started having these jams together with all these new toys i guess and right. um, we were like hey this is actually this is really cool and it just went from there nice i know yeah i definitely noticed the electronics uh keyboard type styles in there and uh yeah, of course that's that's, that's a whole other skill because you have to learn piano plus you know i guess all the, the other beats and buttons to the keyboard uh, so that's yeah you know, so i mean, you're, I mean yeah it was yeah, because the guitars were all like, you know, we, we knew that part just fine. But yeah, that was definitely like a, I mean, like there were three of us and we basically, none of us were like great on piano. All of us, we had, you know, we'd had a bit of a background on it and right. do sort of some basic stuff. But yeah, it did sort of like add to, it was just like a new thing to play. So yeah, whenever we had a new bit that was based on the synth or based on keyboard or something like that, it was very much like, not just like with a guitar where you pick it up and go like, oh yeah, I got it. Okay, let's right. uh, jam it out. It was more like, okay, I got it. Now let me go home and play it again and again for like a week because mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it until I do that again. Yes. My piano skills from years ago, so I know middle C. Yeah. I put my hands down, I know C, then I'm, then I'm lost. Yeah. I mean, I remember that, you know, that's a, that's about all I remember from, you know, that was three years of piano lessons. That's how good that did me. That's it, three years. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, that's about all I can remember now. So a lot older. So so the band, so the band now that you're that you're doing, what's the name of it? So I've I've only recently, it's until until not so long ago, actually, I was not really doing so much musically. I was doing some soundtrack stuff. So for mm -hmm. animations that other people were doing and some little bits for the comedy stuff and things like that. And just okay. some fun things here and there. But uh, yeah, I have recently started. I mean, I mean, very recently now, uh, a new thing. Uh, and it's in that kind of early days where okay. you're still just getting to know the other people and you're like, is this going to work? Is this, you know, are we got, we got that chemistry or are we actually going to want the same things out of the songs that we write? So it's, 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 a, it's funny how much that sort of phase is a, like, I guess, dating, you know, it's right. like you really are just trying to get a feel for each other, but in a way that you're not outright being like, this is what I want and this is what I need because then you're too full on. Right. But um, but it's it's so far so good, you know. It's um, yeah. it's definitely I'd say it's, it's a little from what the stuff that they've because I'm joining this pre-existing band and I'd okay. say it's a bit sort of reminiscent of maybe Depeche Mode that kind of sound. Love maybe Depeche a little Mode. Bit yeah. More. When, yeah, it's got that kind of like dark synth, like uh, electronic, nice. but like, you know, there's guitars, drums and everything. So it has a fuller sound. Yeah. So, so it seems pretty cool. So you talk about that, like bands from the, so Depeche Mode from the UK, right? They that right, area, yeah. area. And then David Bowie was from UK. I mean, you can think yeah. of all kinds of uh, wonderful artists. The Cure, one of my favorite, The Cure is from, is yeah, from, yeah. from there. And uh so you talk about that dark side, like the Depeche Mode, the Cure, all those from back from the eighties that are still playing, still touring. And if you get that sound going, people are still loving that. They're, you know, we were, at, we were at a restaurant yeah. last night and they were playing the Cure on the, on the overhead, the restaurant It's like, I wasn't like back in the eighties, that was underground. That yeah. wasn't even like just a, just a music in the background. Yeah. 
So it's it funny actually you think that yeah because the Cuba were definitely when they were first around were much more of a like a fringe I mean they were popular but they were in that sort of way that they were for the weirdos yes but like it does that was, feel now that was me. like this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go but like now it does definitely feel like you know like you shared so many of the songs I guess on things like soundtracks and mm-hmm. like things like that and people don't sort of you know they don't see Robert Smith so they don't get to see the giant hair and get to see what they look like they just hear the music and they kind of go hey this is pretty good and i yeah. guess then it just gets then, a much uh, more normal audience and then they go see robert smith and they're like holy crap who is this guy so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. of course i was i was loving it i was like he was he's the coolest ever back when you know because of course i loved i followed him had posters and all that good stuff so yeah you know, same thing yeah. with the depeche mode i don't know if you remember a band called camouflage that was i used to love and uh oh, no i don't know them so, yeah so there's so many of them that had that electronic you know yeah dark phase kind of music back then that were so similar but they're yet their own style, Susie and the Banshees. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, yeah. and Robert Smith played with Susie and Banshees for a little while. He was a guitar okay. player for them. Um, so that was oh. very, very interesting. But so it definitely, you know, there, oh, there's all kinds of music I definitely love in the U.S. for sure. But I think a lot more times I think of bands that I love, you know, and different things I've listened to have been from England or the U.K. or that area. Now, is that the same? Is that the right yeah. to say England, U.K., same thing, isn't it? Uh, no england is like small england is part of the uk okay you know it's don't worry about it because honestly it's 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 so confusing you know i just call it whichever one you want it's fine there you go okay (laughs) yeah because we do know that and i learned when i went up there that like scotland i'm like oh scotland's a different no scotland's part of the uk and then so is northern Northern ireland so i learned we learned a lot going going up there so that was very interesting But I always thought, you know, I don't know anything about where they even that Netherlands is it up by Wales? Is it Netherlands? Geographically, it's like you've got the UK and then directly to the east, like parallel mm-hmm. to the south part, is yeah. the Netherlands. And the oh, Netherlands okay. is tiny, it's a tiny country. It's, okay. it's so small that basically, like we're living in the middle right now, and there's probably nowhere in this entire country you couldn't get to in less than two hours by car. Wow. Okay. So it's actually smaller yeah. than Virginia where I live, our state. <laughs> I think it might well be. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. so what, so what got you want to move to the Netherlands and stay there? Like, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a good question. I mean, like it was my ex's work that mm-hmm. uh, first brought me to this country. Uh, so that was, and you know, from on a personal level, I kind of felt like it was something that I wanted to experience to live in a country that wasn't the one that I was from right uh I couldn't quite I mean you know I'd, I'd lived in London for a long time despite being from Wales so that was a little different but I kind of um I felt like there was something that just I couldn't didn't know what it was but I knew that I wanted to do it yeah um and then yeah so I lived in Australia for four years and that was kind of um you know it was interesting it's a you get a really high standard of living there so it's a cool country and it's got a lot of its own things going on because it's so isolated from the rest of the world you know everything is so so damn far from australia it's crazy right. um, even to get to like the nearest country is like five hour flight it's like the opposite of the netherlands in terms right. of accessibility yeah. um but then yeah then that relationship came to an end after we moved to the netherlands and i was kind of like actually you know what i like this country a lot okay. i'm not ready to go to the uk um things aren't particularly great there uh, and I kind of am enjoying this uh, way of living. And uh, so, yeah, I've been here ever since. All right. Check out the Netherlands. So I do have a few <laughs> questions here that these are questions that Steve has that he already has answers to, right? 
I said Steve, Stephen. I could, I short, <laughs> we, we, do, we do that in America. We shorten everything. Uh, oh, no, no. Either is fine, honestly. So here's a question I, I want. I want to, there are a couple of them here that I really wanted to like hear the answers. And being that this, okay. my, my channel is about music, uh, what five albums would you take with you if you were stranded on a desert island? Okay, this is this is a this is a toughie, and it changes daily. Um, right, but which is which is not good for a desert island situation because that's <laughs> not a choice. But um, I'd say probably uh, one of them would be uh, "Travels with Myself" and another by the band Feature of the Left. Would be one. It's a okay. band I've seen live like fifteen times now. I think they're from my home country. They're not particularly no they're pretty small but i've never heard of them so yeah how to check them out yeah yeah they've got a pretty strong cult following and their singer has got some of the most uh acerbic lyrics you've kind of heard um and it just suits the heavy it's pretty damn heavy too but it's okay. i like it a lot um then perhaps uh hell yeah by the my she um okay. which is they were it's a weird one because it's one of those albums where i don't i can't explain it but like even though it came out in like 2007 probably listen to it at least once a month still still something about it something that it's just the way i always think of it when i hear it is it's like it's like as if you've got it's almost like a it's a got it's just it's a really thrashy like really sort of intense and fast and like loads of ideas in their album but there's something like almost religious about it mm -hmm. it's not religious but there's something about the way that like the song structures are this the way that the um the vocals come in as well it's like almost like a gospel-ish uh, thing okay going on but it's but at the same time it's not <laughs> it really isn't but it's kind of i guess you know you spend enough time listening to an album and you get to that point where you just start this you know, you start to see every single, you can deconstruct it onto like a note by note basis, millisecond by millisecond. Mm -hmm. And that one, one I definitely haven't gotten sick of. Um, third one would probably be um, Alopecia by Y, um, which was uh, from 2008. It's, um, uh, I got the opportunity to interview Yoni Wolf, the guy behind Y, uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. They came touring. Um, I think they're from Oakland, California. They came touring Amsterdam uh, and they were playing that album in full. And that was a really sort of cool experience. I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, was uh, another one of those albums where I'm kind of like from very opening note to the very last, it's, there's not a note that I would change. I just think it's perfection. It was just, there's a lot of music that guy's made that's been kind of, you know, some of it good, some of it sort of a little bit, um, failed experiments but that was the one point when he just got everything right and i absolutely adore that one mm -hmm. um so what is that that's three um let's see two more uh, two more that's it i would say maybe oh yeah i'll say the um emergency and i by the dismemberment plan uh, yeah i'm gonna learn so many new i'm gonna learn so many new bands <laughs> okay Okay, so that was another one which uh, I actually ended up. They played some reunion shows, uh, I think about ten years ago or so, uh, and I so ended up like drunkenly finding out about them while on a night out and bought plane tickets and I booked a hostel in Harlem and uh, bought tickets to see them two consecutive nights at the Bowery Ballroom, um, and then woke up the next day and forgot that any of that had happened, and then had that beautiful moment of realization where I was like holy shit, did, did I? 
and like you know that first of all the moment of like euphoria of like oh my god that happened and then it's all like I've, I've, what i booked it all and i'm going to be going to america and then yeah. like you know the five minutes later where it's like how much what the hell am i doing i haven't got this money you know i've <laughs> <laughs> just like drunkenly booking flights to america i don't recommend it but it, uh, it was a great trip yeah. i mean i still got i got to interview the band while i was there as well i yeah. basically messaged them saying hey i'm you know this sounds stupid but i'm coming from the uk for this show you know can i nice. interview and they were like uh yeah sure <laughs> so nice. that was a fun one uh number five i'd say uh maybe um uh oh what's it called it's um worry by jeff rosenstock okay um, Five bands I've never heard of, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Jeff Rosenstock. It's it's kind of punky, but it's um, it's he's. I, I, it sounds kind of a little bit. I don't know. It's basically it's like punk music, but like lyrically and all the kind of themes and delivery. Like the guy's in his thirties. He's not singing about changing the world. He's singing about like, damn, I'm not keeping in touch with my friends much anymore. And it's just <laughs> something about like the uh, the whole way that like his, his view on the world, the way that he kind of looks at things, and the, you know, yeah. his vocal delivery is like frantic and just sounds like every last like word is just the last one he's ever going to deliver and yeah something about that i'm always kind of a bit like damn yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> but yeah, yeah those would be my five that's interesting because like i said i've never like you hear different people in different areas i've never heard of any of those so and so you know, right. people people around here probably have not heard of some of those so you know, and that's <laughs> well, what i love enough, about four of them uh, american as well that's so, what yeah that's yeah. what's even crazy i'm sure some people have heard of them. my wife's probably she's has knows more music than I do. So she probably has heard of some of them, but that's one of my things I love about my channel is that I'm, I'm able to shout out music that people don't know. So, and I, I love yeah. shouting out new bands and that's kind of what I do. So that right there is five good bands that some people may not know that they may check out and you never know what you're going to find because that's how I fell in love with several bands that I love is because somebody said, Hey, check these guys out or Hey, listen to them or, or something to that yeah. effect. And, uh, uh, so that's that's pretty cool and then uh so then i had to ask this one's very interesting is uh martial arts in your 30s so you <laughs> are you a black belt no i'm uh i'm blue belt brown tip in taekwondo in taekwondo and that was yeah there was uh i was like i mentioned before that i took up comedy uh when i moved to australia it was kind of that liberating moment where i realized that like I don't know anyone here in this country and you know he's like i don't all of the things which i did before and like you know were what i was about i like no longer the case there's no commitments you know i'm like i gotta find a job i gotta work out what the hell it is that i'm gonna do who i'm gonna hang out with things like that right. and uh yeah so the comedy was like one of the things that i took up because i was like why not i got the time now and yeah. uh, the other one which was uh which was uh yeah taekwondo um and that was just based on the fact that um i was kind of trying to find what is i, I always wanted to try a martial art and i was like what's the one that's closest to where i live there you go okay <laughs> and so you know it's a real you know it's it's not the most uh, inspirational sort of message as to why i chose that particular martial so, art. Why so, so if you don't if you don't laugh at steven's jokes he will punch you with his taekwondo <laughs> moves that's it that's it i've got excuse it's, it's a it's a good sort of uh, backup method if things go wrong with the there comedy. you go there you go so i i'm one of my friends is a comedian uh in the texas in texas and you know he's a, he's actually a police officer full-time but does comedy on the side and so i always yeah. one of the things we always thought is like 
So tell everybody, he said, most comedians hate this. So you're probably going to hate this. Tell me your favorite joke. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Do they hate that? Yes. The, com the, com the comedians hate that when people say, tell me your funniest joke. Tell me something funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it depends on the tone, right? Because, you know, like sometimes people will say that because they genuinely kind of like, you know, it's, it's the first response of a question that they can ask you. But sometimes people are just saying because they know that they're just being a bit of a dick, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> they yeah. know, they know that they're just kind of, so they're being, a, they're being a wanker, as they call it in the UK. There you go. Man, now that's a good colloquialism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make you tell a joke, but I just thought that was funny. I was like, I, was like, <laughs> no, I know it's, it is a, it's a funny one, I mean, especially with my style as well, because I mean, like, I do have a few joke jokes, but like, right. it's not, it's, it's more, uh, I more drop them in because it becomes more of a surprise because you weren't expecting any jokes. Right, because you're doing like, <laughs> you're doing improv and stand up. So you're, yours are, you're delivering a story is what I'm, I'm understanding when right. you do that. When you do exactly. That. So your joke right, punchlines yeah. are part of a story and that's, and that's what, exactly. is what is interesting. Exactly. So. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's very much like you've got this thing where essentially you start off with the actual story and you start like breaking it down into what's the what's actually interesting here, what cut out the fat, what's not necessary, and then just find sort of take little bits that are still boring and kind of like go, oh, how do you like say this but in a way that's actually funny? You know, can you yeah. make something of this? And it's it's one of those things, yeah, because then it becomes that it's all part of a bit you know that there's like right. the context that everything builds up but obviously you know it's not there i mean there are some great one-liner comedians who right. just like have those ones which you can just you know they just get it right out there but uh right. yeah that's never really been my style yeah and that's why i noticed when i've listened to some of your stuff you're definitely a storyteller getting into it uh you know the dutch guy or the people from netherlands that speak dutch and don't hear speak dutch and you i don't know what you're doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they, they do. Like, How's your Dutch coming? It's a, You're it's like, a, like, it's see a lot if I can, oh, look over there. Yeah. <laughs> so your storytelling is great. I love it. So, um, oh, thanks, Jack. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to tell you again. So I'll be like, like I said, I'm on, I'm on podcast, but I also put this to my YouTube and then I shout out my Instagram and different things. Um, but I'll put below the links because you have, First of all, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, but you're also on LinkedIn, which is which is kind of interesting. So you you've got yeah. you've got all those links there that we'll put below. So if you want to check out Stephen, especially people here that watch my channel from you know from Oklahoma and Texas, Virginia, and partially uh, the United States that maybe have never heard of Stephen, and uh, so yeah. kind of you know it's getting out new music, getting out new comedy, getting out people have never heard of somebody um that excites me that's what that's why i love what i do because i want to make sure that everybody in the world hears something different every day you shouldn't you know be stuck to the same thing every single day you gotta you gotta branch out and learn new stuff so i that's definitely a great way to be great way yeah. to be so i definitely appreciate your time Stephen. and uh anything else you want to throw in there no no me? yeah that's uh, that that's been a lot of fun chatting and uh yeah just check out my stuff as uh, jack said he'll share it all and okay. uh, thank you so much for the questions all right and just remember always to go subscribe like and comment on a youtube page on gentle peeps creative studios and we'll check you out next time thanks for watching